You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com, the famous entrance music of the macho man Randy Savage, one of his greatest admirers. Welshie, g'day to you. Tony, how are you? Um, the only royal wedding I ever cared about was the macho man's, macho yes. king. What a great wedding that was too to the uh, the lovely Lady Elizabeth. What a gorgeous. Lyle, are you, are you a macho man man? Oh, definitely mate, I think we all were, weren't we? I think so. I think so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a time when characters are just so believable. Wow, you also had Hogan and Savage coked up doing most of their promos as well. <laughs> Do they drink Coke? Yes, definitely. Yes, yes, definitely. yes. I thought Pepsi would have been their drink of choice. Big show last week. The response from our young 15-year-old Kobe has been absolutely amazing. So many people saying just how uh, mature this kid is for a 15-year-old. Yeah, we got a really good feedback from Kobe. We had a lot of people liking the Facebook page as well, uh, downloading the show, which was really nice. And uh, there was a lot of feedback on Kobe's performance about how mature he was and having a good head on his shoulders and people wanting him to do really well. Uh, now, normally you wouldn't do this by date three, but for us as a, a partnership, we went to our first wrestling event after only our second show. Uh, normally that would spell the death of a relationship. But well, I think a it's romantic relationship it would definitely spell the end of, <laughs> which we covered last week. Um, but, no, we, we, we were strong. I mean, we you're, you're telling me that you you spoke to a superstar, and we'll play that a bit later on the show. You, you're saying you've got a great interview with a, a wrestling royalty. Christopher Daniels, was uh, who is the man that I interviewed, and probably one of the... Uh, the highlights of your life? One of the more interesting interviews that I've I done. can't wait to hear it, Tony. I can't oh, no, wait to play it for you. Good. It'll it be has different. to be good. Did you enjoy the night last week, Oz, the AWF uh, show? And it, uh... um, we'll talk about it later. There oh. was obviously some good and bad points. There were some really strong performances from a lot of the wrestlers. The crowd was obviously not what it could have been. Yeah. And we'll talk about some of the reasons for that later. But I did get to see a wrestler who I, who really caught my eye, and we've got him in the studio today, so yeah. maybe we should start that interview. Let's do that right now and introduce the hypnotic Chris Trance from PCW into the studio. A very good day to you, Chris. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. Thanks for coming in, mate. Uh, first of all, we must say congratulations. Great effort on on uh, Saturday night. Uh, was you. it Saturday night or Friday? It was Friday, Friday night. night. He did. He, he did. did he did have a show Saturday night as well, which uh, was really well supported by the people. Yeah, we did actually get a quite a good turn up on Saturday. That's our um, weekly show there at uh, PCW, the Ignition shows. 
um, just leading up to our big show Mayhem this weekend. Yeah. Lyle and I are going to be attending that one. Uh, thanks to Chris for helping us out with that. We're really looking forward to getting out and seeing the PCW guys. The, uh, the buzz around the shows there is really, uh, really it's happening. Big. Yeah, I, I've been to a PCW show before and uh, taken the kids out there. And, yeah, we had a fantastic time. Really, really good time. Yeah, it's a good setup out there with the uh, SEEC Arena. Yeah, for believe South, it's called Southeastern Entertainment. Center. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, Six. so it's a really good setup. Look, even Welsh and I were when I know, finally found it. Yeah, it took him a while to find it. I sent him the wrong directions, but um, yeah, just with the the plasmas and the screens and the lighting, everything is you know, it's an upgrade on your normal local indie show, which mm. it sticks out. Definitely Straight great away. with the uh, the training rings there as well. Yep. And we've got the school attached as well, so it's a very multi, multi-use multi facility. We were tempted to jump in the rings, but <laughs> Might have missed we, we actually right? held, we held back. <laughs> I was going to take suicide into the ring. No. I thought that might have been the way to go while he was signing his uh, autographs and selling his T-shirts. You got a photo with him, didn't you, Tom? I did, I did get a photo you with him. You got a mask as well. Yeah, you got a mask. There you go. Which um, is fantastic. So thanks for coming in, Chris. Uh well, well, I guess we'll uh, start with the the boring questions about how you first broke into the business. Uh, yeah, the, um, so I've been wrestling for 14 years now. Um, I tried to break into the business when I was 16 um, through the same people that uh, Kobe's training at George's, Georgia Hitman's gym. Um, going back a little bit, at 13 years old, I got hit by a car and I broke my neck. So mum didn't want that responsibility. So at 16, she's like, no, I'm not signing no waiver. <laughs> Come 18, I'm like, I'm in. This is all I want to do. I want to do this since I was six years old. So um, I had two flyers, one for PCW, one for a company called PWA. So they were the two rival companies back then. And uh, PWA had just opened up a school. They told me, come down and just check it out. You know, if you like it, then we'll talk further. Who was running PWA back then? Uh, Lobo, yeah, yeah, Lobo, Lobo. yep. And, Crazy metal before, yeah, <laughs> Crazy. yeah. Um, but the first person that I interacted with was um, uh, Trent Brash and Rebecca Gibbons, who uh, is the daughter of Ken Rock, oh, the stepdaughter of Ken Rock, um, who owns PCW. So there was a bit of war there, <laughs> um, and they, they started training me, and also Jay Andrews, they were the, th- the yep. three that uh, started training me. Um, from there, um, for two years, I was probably setting up rings and pulling them down. and Paying your dues. Paying my dues, which um, some of the boys are lucky enough to get away with these days. Um, so, Well, especially at PWA because the rings are always set up. You yeah. don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're very lucky and they get a show every week you know, for the students on the Friday night. Um, so, yeah, and then I finally got my big break. I was a security guard. And I got beaten up by Steve Frost, if that rings a bell for any of you guys. Mm-hmm. Big Steve Frost was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> he, he still would, is. <laughs> he would chop you so hard <laughs> and leave handprints all over you. <laughs> so that was my big, my, my first exposure. Um, later on from there, I, I had my first, uh, I guess, unofficial match with the cremator. Am I ring a bell? Yeah, Brad, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great bike, Brad. Love uh, the angle was... Uh, I was a young rookie, and uh, the enforcer had been fired because the cremator was the uh, commissioner at the time. So I was petitioning and getting everyone in the crowd to sign this petition to get the enforcer back. Now, he said, if you want to get the enforcer back, you'll fight. 
So I fought the cremator and no offensive moves. Got my ass handed to me. <laughs> yeah. Squash. Yeah. And he had he had a health issue or something there at once. So did he have a heart attack or he had something? Yeah, he um, had uh, cancer. Cancer, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, unfortunately, but he got through that. Yeah, and, and um, has been wrestling again since, I think. Yeah, yeah In the recent couple of months, I've seen him... Uh, in the ring with Lockie Hendricks. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was interesting. You know, he didn't uh, take kindly to him, which was good. Um, yeah, and then from there, I, I, I finally had my first proper match, and that was with a guy named Chip. Um, some may remember him from PCW. But um, at the legendary Dragonfly restaurant, oh, that's yeah. where I had my first match. That's where Walsh had his first commentary. And last. <laughs> and last. Uh, I heard he was a great play-by-play. I was told that I suck. <laughs> yeah, by everyone. By a few people, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, you talk about the golden days, and they were great days, the old days, but it's good to see that wrestling has survived the, the time. And the numbers... Maybe still aren't, you know, they're not around that thousand and all that sort of stuff every week, but you're still getting a dedicated couple of hundred each week, two, three, four hundred people coming along to some of those shows. And it's, it still pops and it still buzzes and it's still just good fun. Well, Chris, you would have seen um, ebbs and flows, and it's wrestling's on a bit of a high at the moment, would you say? No, definitely, definitely. Um, as a fan, you're very spoilt for choice, um, in, in Melbourne especially. I think Sydney was the leader there for a little while, but Melbourne's definitely the place to be right now for wrestling. With places like MCW, PCW, um, you've got NAW that's just been around for a while. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of other little small pop-up shows as well. I think a new one, Underground Wrestling, coming. So. Yeah, yep, yeah we'll be, we've been told we have to go to that. <laughs> uh, Otherwise, no, you're going to be yeah. chased down by the Lord. So I'm definitely going yeah. to that. And even the return of Wrestle Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah very excited about that. That yeah, should be really. very good. So, yeah, wrestling's at a very good place right now. Um, I mean, like I was saying, I started with PWA, and um, there was a time where both PWA and PCW, uh, PWA closed up, and not long after, PCW um, went on hiatus, and uh, and so there wasn't really much going on for a while there. Uh, it was company MPW. There was probably the only show really around in Melbourne, or Wrestle Rock, um, but Wrestle Rock wasn't regular. Um so yeah, and then PCW launched up again, and it's been a it's been a healthy ride. Would it be fair to say that there was a period there in the probably the zeros, maybe you know two thousand five around there, that we just had this glut of wrestling shows and wrestling companies, and we just don't have the the population down here to actually sustain so many. And I think that was one of the main reasons as to why it went backwards. Yeah, um, I think the fans were stretched. And I've noticed over the years, too, there was a very small fan base that sort of went out to all those wrestling shows. Yep. So they were stretched between all of them. Now it seems like every promotion has their own sort of fan base, which is great. You know, there would be a time where you'd be worried MCW was running on the same night as PCW because you'd stretch the fans and they'd yep. be fighting for them. But, you know, we're still drawing good numbers on the same nights as, PC- as MCW is, you know. I think geography probably helps a little bit as well. Uh, you're not really stealing from each other's backyards. But then the people who want to sort of see everybody will travel between yeah. the two shows. So um, and it's great because um, everyone's kind of more keeping to their own rosters as well. So you're not seeing the same guys on every show, which was another problem I think in the yeah. past. It's good, and then you can have continuity with storylines, and you, know, you can build your arcs and stuff like yeah. that, which is you know, good.
good for your own creativity and stuff like that. And that was the biggest problem in the past, Lon, is because there were so many shows and there's only so many wrestlers, wrestling, wrestlers were wrestling on different shows. Shows were struggling to get numbers, so you weren't having quality bouts. Yeah. And there was blurring of the storylines as well. And I think that's the most important thing in wrestling is that the storylines have to remain yeah, well, you could be sure. feuding with a guy, but then tagging with him the next night yeah. in another in another promotion. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and with uh, with social media and stuff like that, it's a bit. I know it's all open. Yeah, but we all still want to suspend our disbelief, which I think it's easier when there is such amazing talent at yeah. the minute. Yeah, you know, it's really, really high quality. Well, speaking of that, you're doing a lot of training at the moment. Is that right? Are you uh, training people. Yeah, I was um, helping with the academy in Geelong. Um, unfortunately, we they decided to close that. Just um, the head trainer, Danny Psycho, uh, left the country. So that's um, a difficult. Yeah, quickly. quickly. <laughs> 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 Nothing dodgy. Um, he had an opportunity in Thailand, so he's uh, actually running a tattoo nice. shop over there. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it was fun running the school with him down there and. Um, it, in the past years, I've helped train the guys at PCW when we're at Hallam as well. It is a part that I do enjoy doing. Um, and even every now and then, I still help out at, um, at the Fentry Gully yeah. training school. So, yeah. how, how long until Danny Psycho starts a promotion in Thailand and puts you <laughs> over there? We'll have to work on that one. <laughs> I tell you what, they've got some good rings because they do uh, kickboxing. Over there, every I wouldn't be taking a bump in that every <laughs> second. Oh, you know, I got booked once for a show, and you can actually find on YouTube somewhere. Uh, I think it was a Aussie Botchamania, and uh, there's an interview with the Mad Dog, and he's going, "I'm no genius, I'm no scientist, but that's no wrestling ring." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think everyone rather took a bump on the outside of the ring oh, than they did yeah, in the ring. Yeah, imagine. And you did you did some work with all you briefly mentioned him earlier, but you did some work with Orlando Jordan. Yeah. So. Um, uh, I was uh, scheduled in a title defense against Orlando um, a few years back, PCW, and um, from there we made a bit of a friendship and he asked me to help him with a school here in, in Melbourne. And so um, I got to obviously learn and uh, live with him for about a year as well. So it's great picking his, his mind about the wrestling, um, hearing his stories. Um, and, yeah, so the Wildcat School... A few guys come out of there, like your JXT, um, Jake Navarro, and that Lockie Hendricks. Yep. They're all students of there. And um, Big Cadman, who's over in uh, Canada and America. He's been Tino's school, Battle Arts. Is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing him on the Outback Championship Wrestling shows. Big boy. Yeah. I was fortunate to have his uh, first match, actually. Oh, very good. So, very uh, good. <laughs> and who, who do we need to be looking out for at the moment on the local scene that you think's got a really big future? Um, and I know that you're going to forget people, so don't get offended if Chris forgets you. Don't add him. Well, uh, if I've forgotten you, then it's probably you're not probably the guy knocking on the door. Then you know. <laughs> but um, there is a guy, um, Castone, who's over at PCW. He's just over at um, uh, Seth Rollins School um, at the moment, and uh, yeah, he's come a long way. Um, I think he really struggled once they'd finding his personality in the ring. And once he once he clicked onto that and got the heel, that really uh, drove him forward. Um, the Philippe brothers are doing really well, um, wrestling nearly in every promotion, major promotion here. Yep. Um, and I've and and Indy Hartwell, who was my tag team my, partner my there for favorite, a bit, my favorite wrestler. <laughs> yeah, Brett won't shut up about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Cage is another one who I've 
had a hand with in his early days, and yep. now he's doing great. And it was a great to team with him the other night because, uh, yeah, it's not often we get involved in the same matches, so that was oh, a bit good. fun. Uh, Lucky Hendricks, I think he's doing great. You know, uh, um, I do try to keep an eye out on all the other promotions, even though yep. I'm not there. And um, another guy, Jet Rooker, um, down at NAW. Uh, I think he's doing great. I sort of saw, saw him. He's wrestling in uh, Premier Pro as well, I think. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I think he's doing pretty good as well. Speaking of Indy Hartwell, um, I was already going to mention her. <laughs> what, what's, how does the psychology change when you're wrestling in an intergender sort of tag match? I think, like, the main thing is, as being a good guy, we don't want to hit a girl, okay? If the girl wants to c- try and put the fight on us, you know? And I'm a bigger guy, so, you know, I'm just going to hold my ground a lot more. <laughs> but... Um, so it becomes more scientific than yeah. riding. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, there is a lot of story there to play, yeah. you know. Um, you want to have a fair fight, as a good guy always does, um, and the bad guy will want to fight the girl because he'll see her as a weaker opponent. Unlike yeah. the two lunatics you fought on Friday night, that what was his name, Eagle and the Kiwi bloke? What was his name? <laughs> oh, Slade and Wolf. Slade, yeah. Oh, Wolf, that's right, not Eagle. Wolf. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel Wolf. Yeah. Um, He'd been around for a while. Sorry? He's been around for a while. Gabriel Wolf? Yeah. Yeah, he, um, he actually was my tag team partner when we were tag champs at PCW. Um, me, him, and Mark Cage were a team years ago. So, um, And I actually went to Japan with uh, Gabriel Wolf as well. Um, we wrestled on the Indie Summit on New Year's Eve over there, and poor fella dislocated his shoulder oh. with the, uh, the opening matches there. And, and obviously and... still paying for it because he still wears a, a shoulder brace, doesn't yep. he? Yep. So it was a six-man elimination so like free-for-all, and yep. um, they did a synchronized sort of dive, and he did the plancher, and out came his shoulder. And then I was the guy eliminating him, and he's trying to tell me his shoulder's half hanging out, and there I am power-bombing him because I, <laughs> I couldn't hear him. The match's got to go on, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the show must go on. And while you are over there, you wrestled in Corrigan Hall, is that correct? Yeah, Corrigan Hall. That, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that was a bit the surreal. The history in that build. Um, and Tommy End... Was there? Uh, which is um, Alice the Black. Alice the Black yeah, now, yeah. 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 Was, um, he's a, he's an amazing wrestler. What was it like being on a card with him? Yeah, he was he's really good. You can see the hard work and why he's there at WWE right now. Um, and Drake Younger as well, who's refereeing there now. He was actually wrestling at the time. He's yep. an amazing talent. And I think he just proved to people that just sometimes wrestling isn't what's made for you you know sometimes what the rock used to say know your role see sometimes yeah. your role can just be a ring announcer or, or referee don't don't be ashamed that you can't be the Hulk Hogan yeah you know, yeah. Well, Josh Matthews is a good example yeah, of tough that tough enough yeah, yeah. He's, he's switched up um, because it, um, you could sometimes get better opportunities doing other things yep. than if you're a wrestler because yeah. there's a million wrestlers to pick from yeah so, you know, it's hard to stand out. If you could be a good ref or a good ring announcer or... Well, Corey, Corey Graves did it when he had his concussion issues. He, you know, he's, he's one of the best announcers exactly. going, you know, now. And he's, I, I feel because he's got that wrestling background, he plays it more... He understands like, yeah, it more, he, yeah. He understands what the wrestlers are trying to uh, put forth that in the match. tweener and, role as well. Yeah, you know, if he doesn't like someone, he just says he doesn't like someone. Yeah. It's, it's really good to listen to. Now, you were talking about uh, being a good guy, but you did something on Saturday that has a lot of people asking a lot of questions. Uh, and I know you got a big match this Saturday night. Yep. Piece Would you man. like to talk a little bit about that? Uh, with uh, Stevie Philippe? Well, as I mentioned, uh, Stevie's one of the guys that uh, I think's knocking on the door. They're going to be a big star here in Australia. 
um, and hopefully WWE. But, um, you know, if you want to be at the top of the mountain, now I know Lucas Daniels is the champion, and he's he's another another person on his own, you know. He's in a whole different category. But if you want to be on top, you know, you got to beat the top. And Steve Philippe, I respect you enough that that's why I chose you. I handpicked you. Uh, I saved you from the vicious attack of Tommy Hellfire. And in the week after, the cheating ways of uh, Ryan Rapid. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you're standing in my way when I'm trying to get to the top, I've got to face you, man. And that's this Saturday. That's what it's all about, you know. I'm not there to cheat and scratch and bite and claw. I'm there to wrestle and show him why I'm a former national champion as well as him. To rip a card on Saturday night, I tell you, Daniel Swagger up against Tricky in a hardcore match as well is going to be fantastic to watch. Yeah, definitely. Those two are two of the originals there at PCW. And uh, and that difference mobile might come into... <laughs> it's not a difference mobile, it's a scooter. It's, it's not a scooter. Hey, it's not a scooter, Tony. It looks like a scooter to me. Won't be I mean, that the real difference right now is these two used to be real... Like best of friends, you know. Childhood friends, I was told yeah. by Tricky during the week. And now these guys can't stand each other. They absolutely can't stand. It. You know, Tricky's there every week, and you know, and strutting his stuff. And then Swagger is the big show player, you know. So I think that rubs on Tricky a little bit. And Tricky's coming off a big win against Suicide as well. So yeah, look, it's going to be a great show. You can, tickets are selling really fast, and so because they're, they're only twenty bucks. Yeah, that's perfect, uh, and it, it's a good atmosphere in the in the arena. It is, and it's a. And we have a family ticket as well, so you know it's more even more affordable for fam- yeah. families as well. So it cuts a bit of cost there. And uh, Mark Cage also competing for the PCW Ignition Championship on Saturday night as well. So some fantastic bouts. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I tell you, uh, PCW need to be applauded for the Friday night stuff as well. We we mentioned it and touched on it just earlier, but to give young up and comings an opportunity on a weekly basis to actually get out there and apply their trade and, and work on that is just such a great idea. Especially in front of an audience, yeah. so you can actually what's yeah, working, what's not working. You got to yeah, definitely you fail somewhere. Sometimes the best experience is actually being out there and making those mistakes, and um, it's a lot of how I had to. Um, and yeah, with Friday nights, you know, the fans are quite forgiving too, so they know that these are guys are the the young boys, you know, and girls. Um, so yeah, they're allowed to make mistakes and learn. Well, thanks for coming in and joining us. We actually really enjoyed the chat. We've probably run about five minutes longer than what Tony would like us to. (laughs) We could probably talk all day. We'll cut Jay short. (laughs) Um, And we'll definitely see you Saturday night at the PCW Arena. Yep. And get your tickets online. Yep. PCW got a Facebook page to PCW Wrestling, or there's a link. Uh, there's definitely some information on our Facebook page on the Turnbuckle Australia. Ferntree Gully Road in Ferntree Gully is where you see the SEEC, yeah? Yep, the South right. Eastern Entertainment Centre. Yeah. And they've got a fan page as well, uh, Facebook yeah, page as well. So. Yeah. so get on there. Some fantastic wrestling this Saturday night there. 20 bucks a ticket. You're not going to get better than that. And as uh, Chris said, a family ticket as well. Good on you, Chris. All the best for Saturday night, mate. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good luck, mate. Thanks, mate. In climbing the mountain. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get Jay on the line and talk about the week in wrestling here on The Turnbuckle on mypodcasthouse.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The music of Roman Reigns brings us into our <laughs> segment. Uh, what a great interview with Chris Trance. Hope you enjoyed it, folks. And uh, as we said, get yourself out to the uh, PCW show this Saturday if you're down here in Melbourne. Uh, let's bring in our fourth wheel, as we do always in the second season. Well, not always. We did in the first show because he was too good for us. In the first show, but he's... Uh, we managed to get the money together to get him back in for a back. second show. Oh, I'll get the door and let him in. Is yeah. that right? No, 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 he's on the phone again. Uh, he's not in again. No, no, he won't be Again. In. No worries. No. Uh, hello to you, Jay. Hello, yeah. I mean, 67% of the time. So, you know, it's, it's going up. 60% uh, of the... Seven, well. Yeah. Uh, 66.6, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, which... Uh, Recurring. Round we, we round it up. up. I just... Yeah, yeah, round up. Hey boys, before we uh, before we have a chat to Jay about what's been happening in the world of wrestling this week, we did talk about it just before and the fact that we were at the AWF show last week at Fern Tree Gully. Yes, and you've been promising me a, a big interview with. Yeah, yeah, let's so let's let's give the interview a proper introduction. Oh, well, we'll you want to yeah. do that now? Yes, well, we do. I've heard it's Christopher Daniels, yes. the man, the BME, the best moon sold ever. Torn the house down on TNA pay per views against yeah, AJ yeah, yeah, Styles, yeah. Samoa yeah. Joe. Put X Division on the map. Absolutely, spoke m- to him about all that. You did, you did. Oh, this is going to be phenomenal. And then what? you know, championships in Ring of Honor. You know, done everything there. Yeah, I spoke. Yeah, twenty year veteran yeah. would have had plenty to talk about. Look, son. he's won championships in twenty nine different promotions. Twenty nine. Four time X Division champion, two time TNA tag yeah, champion, yeah, yeah. six time NWA tag champion, that- Ring of Honor's first and only Grand Slam champion where he's won the world title, the television title, four tag titles oh, and a six-man tag title. Let's go to it. Can I interview. tell you that I didn't have that long with him, so I couldn't fit all that in. Oh, well, you understand. This Mate, that's a big interview. He's probably got that many interviews lined up with that kind of resume. You sure you this, want to hear it? This is a good get tone. This is fantastic. That. We You've can't wait. Well. All right, here he is, Christopher Daniels joining us, uh, having a chat to us at AWF last week. All right, joining us for a chat, Christopher Daniels. Welcome to Australia. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's not my first time, but it's uh, always fun to come down to Australia and see the good wrestling fans. So, good stuff. Yourself, man. What are you doing back over the states? You doing much wrestling? Uh, Ring of Honor. Thanks for following along. I appreciate that. Oh yes, no, uh, I knew you did TNA. I wasn't too no, sure about that. Was Ring four of... years ago. You yeah. should probably catch up, especially if you're doing a wrestling podcast. But that's cool. Uh, yeah, Ring of Honor. Former six-man tag team champions. Just had him last month. So. Thank you for a great show. Thanks friend. for coming out, man. Appreciate no, it. No worries. Thanks. Thanks. No, it was a really good match. Thank you. Appreciate it. So it's at this point out. that he's actually selling some T-shirts Thanks, yeah, to other yeah. people. And I'm still waiting Thanks, there to continue. Man. No, no, no my fault. For what? No, the rest of you. Uh, right. There we go. Uh, Hang on. Tonight's match against Ryback. Yes. Uh, first time. Yeah, first he's time. big boy. Jesus, huge, man. He's so strong. Held me up there for a minute. Felt like a minute and a half. Could have been two hours. I don't know. Yeah. I think I lost consciousness. Yeah, man. He's strong as heck, man. But, uh... Good wrestler, man. Did you see him doing some t- catch his cat chanting with me? 
wrestling me around. He's a madman. No, he is. He, and yourself and AJ Styles used to have a few good fights in the old days. Yeah, man. Yeah, AJ and I, we had a long history, and now that he's WWE champion, uh, I'm just happy to see him doing well and uh, tearing it up up there. He's the number one guy in the world, and uh, I'm glad I got a chance to have such a, a rivalry with him. A lot of people... When they think about AJ, they think about me, and so that's a pretty cool uh, piece of history. Appreciate you coming to Australia, my friend. All the best. Yeah, man. Thanks very much. Take care. So there you go. Well, well, um, come on, he's a big name, Chris Daniels. That was a fantastic interview. What Jay, else do you the, expect? The six-man tag champ. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Didn't get a chance to mention it. Jay, what are you? What are you? What are your thoughts? You're very quiet. Yeah, I'm being very quiet because I couldn't hear. I'm, I'm having technical difficulties here. I didn't even hear that interview. Did it come there was a reason. reason there was uh, a reason for that. I, I actually think you're very it lucky. Um, look, yeah, Tony. Uh, but I, I, I heard. I heard you might have uh, missed the. You know, a, a major part like the whole um, organisation that he works for. Well, no, but, no, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to go into all that, but he, I just didn't have the time. The man his was busy. Exact words, his exact words to you, Tony, yep. were, thanks for keeping up with the product. Maybe if you're going to do a wrestling pod up, um, podcast, you need to learn. But they were his words. Harsh words. Yeah. I, think, Harsh I, words. I think you've got to realise you're the head of our brand as well, Tony. I, I don't think you can just go around half interviewing blokes like that, mate. <laughs> Well, I didn't get and a this chance. This isn't your so first well. time either. You've done things like this before. Oh, look, you guys. I'm going to. Where's Penny no, Taylor? No, no, sit down. No, sit down. Who's going to Who's going to press the buttons? No. Oh, anyway. Yeah. To be fair, I think I should be commenting on this because I am. I am the model of professionalism uh, in this team. Yeah, it was probably your choice to put Roman Reigns' music on there too. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even hear that. I'm getting nothing from here. I'm just uh, I'm on a different planet. But uh, yeah, Roman Reigns, beautiful. I think that's is that going to be my entry theme every week. No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rotate it up. Last time you complained because the entry the entrance music was mean meant you couldn't hear us, and now you're complaining that you couldn't hear the entrance music. No, I want it, I want it to be all Roman Reigns. I want I want that role, and I'm, I'm going to have like my own segment, the Superman punchline, and just everything. I'm you, going to model my. You want six? On you want six segments now? It's not a segment based show. No, nah, you can't get that many segments if you haven't actually been in the show. He's like Amanda Rain. Oh. Yeah, I've forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten half my segments. So yeah, well, that's okay. Look, um, Lyle wanted to talk about Seth Rollins. I think WWE just bite the bullet and just make him the guy. He's getting the biggest reactions week in, week out. He's having the best matches on every card he is on. I don't understand why they want to keep pushing Roman Reigns down our throats when you've got Seth Rollins right there. The crowd's telling you what they want. Give it yep. give us and them, you know, the fans, what we all want, you know? That that's Fine, you know, it's it's awkward with Roman Reigns, but it's just natural. Well, Jay, with Seth. Jay's a big Seth Rollins mark. I am. I'm huge. Burn it down. Burn it down. Um, it's uh, it's huge. I agree, but they don't do the organic thing well, don't they? Like, um, remember when Brian was getting huge? It took him ages to still get behind that. Even well, Rusev like, Day is uh, a good example of that. Yeah, they do like to resist the crowd and. The interesting thing is they keep having Seth come out and save Roman, which gets a cheer, 
But it's not yeah. not getting a cheer because Roman's being saved. It's getting a cheer because yeah. Seth's coming out. And now that they've put Roman against Stephanie McMahon, can he turn... Now, he's turned Jinder face. Can he turn Steph face? Because that would be an achievement. Oh, I think you'd, you'd be in the Hall of Fame category talk if uh, if he could turn her face. That should be his gimmick. I think that should be his gimmick. He's the face turner. Like, anyone. That, I, I said the it from last week. That's his, push him. That, 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 that's, 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 that's his thing. That's his angle. Can we get him to work with Christopher Daniels and see if he can turn him into a heel killer I think that's well. enough out of you, Tony, about the Christopher Daniels. Yeah, well, right? I don't want to hear that name yeah. out Different of you promotions, again. Tony. Yes, we're yeah, not, we're not talking about Ring of Honor at the moment. <laughs> am I? Am I hearing, gentlemen? Uh, am I? Am I'm reading in places as Welcome well. Welcome back. The pay per views are going to go for four hours. Yeah. yeah. So obviously that's a offshoot of the dual roster pay per views now, and I think it's a good idea because you need to get guys onto the shows or else there's no tag team division. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it'll be be all right. I'm pretty sure I'm going to skip over the uh, pre show. But uh, looking forward to four hours of backlash next year. Fantastic, (laughs) jeez, a lot of content for us, I think. But uh, yeah, it should make Monday nights interesting after work. If uh, if I get home at six o'clock, and we're still a month away from the next pay per view as well. I got to gear up for that. Might be an endurance thing. Late Monday night by the time I finish twelve o'clock or something. Well, especially because you've got to sit out in the car and and watch it. Yeah, so I got to wait for the train. I might have to stock up on a couple of. (laughs) Yeah, your thoughts on that, Jay? You happy with four hours pay per views? It's about the content, isn't it? I mean, if it's four hours of actual quality, I agree there that uh, with Valky that um, we've got to get everyone, you know, as many of the talents on the card as possible. But it really needs to be quality. Like, um, if they add matches that have that afterthought feel to them, it doesn't matter how long it's going to go. It's going to stink if they don't put any love into any of the feuds. Well, it'd be nice if they oh. weren't jobbing out the Iconics to Lana. <laughs> yeah. And not giving... Um, well, yeah, I, um, I'll uh, pause myself for uh, uh, what, what's on the agenda next. But, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many different things that you could uh, give attention to. And uh, I think they could be quite neglectful on the card. So... Well, you I think can, that's going to be a hard four hours. You can take it to what's next, because it's your topic, isn't it? Is this a tag team? Yeah. Yeah, the tag teams. I don't understand how... Um, I don't understand the abandonment of the tag teams. I don't feel like not pushing the tag team helps something else. So um, I, I, I don't understand their whole silent treatment to the tag team division when it was uh, kind of on fire. Um, well, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to push the Raw tag team division because there's no tag teams left on Raw. I'm pretty yeah. sure the B team is a tag team. Well, sort of. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a comedy. It's a, it's a comedy thing, isn't it? Uh, Raw now with um, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's just a comic division and. Uh, yeah, I believe, I believe next week they're introducing the Carlton football team as a tag team. Oh, that's tough. So you're saying, Jay, that SmackDown's better than Raw at the moment? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I think it's got a, um, I think it's got a roster that um, um, the more, uh, if it's not an oxymoron, the more intelligent wrestling fan uh, can get behind. Hang, um, hang on a minute. But- no, look, I agree. I think um, SmackDown 
it's not up to its standard yet of where it was at a year and a half ago when yeah. the Miz made his infamous promo. Um, but it's definitely since the shakeup, uh, SmackDown, I mean, SmackDown this week was a really enjoyable show. Yeah, definitely. Whereas yep. Monday Night Raw, that first hour, almost killed my love of the industry completely. I almost quit the podcast. <laughs> uh, that yeah. that bit with um, Lashley's sisters, Whew, that, that was, was worse brutal. than Alexa Bliss's Bailey's this, Bailey, This Is Your Life. Yeah, yeah, that, oh. that, was, that was cringeworthy. You could hear it in the, or couldn't Poor hear Sammy it in the Zane. crowd. Uh, Sami Zayn can normally make anything entertaining, but... Working with a cardboard cutout like uh, Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley, there's an issue with Bobby Lashley. It's very similar to the Roman issue where uh, Vince thinks that anybody with muscles is a baby face, except for gender. Uh, he thinks that everyone who's, good, who's big, muscular, no personality, that's the baby face. Uh, I, I think that they need to turn Lashley especially into a, a, an ass-kicking heel. He did yeah. his best work in TNA as as a heel. Yeah, he and he should. Uh, you know, he's got the physique where he could rub people the wrong way. Um, you just throw people around. You he's, know. Look, it's not because like it's just that he's got nothing behind him, and he's he's suffering from the same thing that Apollo Cruz suffered from, where. He looks fantastic, and he's got a great. Well, he's got a, Apollo Cruz is a much better wrestler than Bobby Lashley. Yeah. He's just a little bit smaller. Um, maybe do you make them a tag team? I don't know. I think I, the way Vince looks at him and Vince just push likes him out. Racial there. tag teams. Yeah, push him out there as as a baby face, and all he has to do is smile with his big muscles, and that's it. That's and talk all about got. his sisters and ad nauseum. Yeah, that was awful. That that really, really was awful. I mean, it has to be. Heels the only way for him to go. I completely agree, Ralph. Well. If you're if you're a big guy, yeah, I definitely think yeah, heels the way to go. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, boys. Uh, I want to talk about an Australian wrestler uh, who I think's having the best matches uh, of in in WWE just about at the moment. And I also believe he may be the first Australian to have a main title, a main roster title shot coming up next Tuesday. And that's Buddy Murphy. Can wow, yeah. Uh, have we had an Australian win a title before at all? In NXT, he had the tag team title. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Wow. Yeah, that's, I think everything yeah. he's doing at the moment is, you know, He's earning that right for sure. He's he's a highlight. I'm pretty sure we're all biased here being Aussies, but he's a highlight. Even you know, on the show, uh, the previous show, even his video vignette, it was so good. You know, I just remember there's not too many WWE matches that you text your friends that you've got to watch this one. And I know that his match with Kalisto, I fired out a text to a few guys who don't watch 205 Live and just said, make sure you yep. you watch the Buddy Murphy match. His finisher. It, it's a it's a great move. He's bigger than the guys he wrestles with, so he can get it on everybody. He looks vicious. I I, I think he's got everything, everything that yeah. you need. Yeah, hopefully they go all the way with him. I feel like he's he's got that kind of um, feel to him that Neville did in in two hundred five a little bit legitimacy. Maybe, maybe that vicious kind of um, cruiserweight that um, just beats. Uh, his opponent, you know, that, that just is that physically dominating uh, kind of cruiserweight, and um, and it adds a different uh, element to the division. 
Um, now, yeah. Jay, have you got what have you got for us? Kayfabe Corner was a big hit last week. I know that I had to answer a few questions afterwards about about it. Uh, what 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 have you got for us this week? Okay, Kayfabe Corner, huge, huge. Uh, Don't Saturday, oversell. Saturday, Saturday night we had the royal wedding. It was clearly missing for mine the, the element of the WWE wedding where, um, you know, someone's music, you know, um, Prince William's music hits, uh, hits that he's like, yeah, I'm in love with Megan, and some crazy shenanigans happen. WWE wedding, that's where I'm going um, tonight. I thought the Reverend um, gave a good uh, good backstage speech. I thought it was the Reverend from Coming to America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that was kind of WWE-like. I think it was, that wasn't had it? That, um, I was expecting him to pull a mask off and be Eric Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been... That would have, I would have watched. I would have turned over. Um, but some of your favourite WWE weddings, guys. Well... Um, Obviously, um, we opened the show today with uh, the Macho Man's music, and obviously that's the the standard bearer for WWE weddings. But one that people, a lot of people don't uh, know about is Uncle Elmer got married in a WWE ring, and the highlight is Jesse the Body Ventura, who for some reason was invited to the reception, which was a, resembled a barn dance, and he just insulted the groom and the bride. The whole way through. If anyone gets a chance, I think it's on YouTube. It's definitely on the network. Look up Uncle Elmer's wedding. It's it's actually pretty funny. That's my favourite. I'm going to get on there. There's, um, there's a whole lot of Kane um, and leader <laughs> stuff that was a bit um, weird. Um, we, a bit weird. <laughs> a bit weird. Yeah, they, they kind of go there with Kane a little bit. Well, until, Snitsky, <laughs> until Snitsky got involved. Yeah, it wasn't um, his fault. And, uh, I think the Triple H Stephanie test wedding is the one yeah. that does stick out there. So correct me if I'm wrong. That's the one where Stephanie was passed out in the car in a drive-through wedding chapel. Yeah, that's it. That's the royal wedding of the W. <laughs> that that is the royal wedding equivalent of the WWE, isn't it? Well, they're still married in now, hindsight. So it is. It must have worked. Mm. Poor test. <laughs> he never. He never yeah. actually got. He he got cuckolded by Triple H, and he never actually got got his own back, which is very rare. Have yeah, you got any, you got any to beat that, Jay? Um, that wedding, yeah. No, I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to bring it out there, the glorious world of WWE yeah. weddings. Just, I, I think that's that's more my kind of viewing than um, whatever happens Saturday night. So, yeah, can, can, um, I, I do enjoy them. Can I'm we have a special mention? Special who? Oh, Billy and Chuck have to get a special mention. Billy and oh. Chuck. Yeah, that that was uh, that was good. That was ahead of its time. I thought. Yeah, you know yeah. What, probably what, the only time WWE are. They gave so much respect to uh, gay marriage, didn't they? Billy and Chuck really done with a sense of yeah. culture. Well, here's and the issue. Yeah, I, I that they were apparently the whole way through were talking to Glad, who were the peak body for to represent. Uh, the gay community at the time in the United States. And they were ticking off everything. And apparently Vince was going to go ahead and they were going to be a married couple. And it wasn't until like the last minute Vince just changed his mind, which made everyone think that he'd been playing glad the whole time. And it was a real, uh, it was a real mess after that. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and Rico. 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 I loved Rico. I thought he was a great character. Yeah, definitely. Having a stylist instead of a manager. Brilliant. <laughs> I love it. All right, we'd love your comment on our Facebook page. Uh, jump on there, on the Turnbuckle Australia, and uh, let us know your favourite uh, WWE weddings. Boys, before we head off, well, she, uh, oh, how's the little, com- little tissue going? Yeah, the competition, um, the competition is still coming, guys. You've got to like the Facebook page to join it. I've been working on it. It's going to be like a, a football tipping competition. Yeah. But for the money in the bank, should have like a super coach for wrestling. Yeah, it was more of a yeah. tipping competition yeah. than a super coach. Right. But um, you know, so we're, we're going to have a, a ability to take the survey. All of the results will come in. You'll get emailed out uh, the list, and you can follow it along. And if you Fantastic. win that, we'll have a prize for you. Beautiful stuff. I assume. Uh, and definitely before we. Wrap it up, Lyle. Local wrestling scene. Uh, yeah, we, we touched on it earlier with the interview with uh, Chris. Saturday night, myself and uh, Welchie will be going out to the SEEC Arena in Fern Tree Gully for the PC. You can join us on the phone if you like, Jay. I will. I will. I'll get that FaceTime. I'll get FaceTime. More than That's more because he's too cheap to buy a ticket than anything else. Um, we also, we look, Lyle, you went to two shows last weekend. Uh Yes. What was the contrast between the two? Uh, well, crowd-wise, the MCW crowd was uh, really hot uh, for you know, from start to finish, like they always are. They they got a really good, uh, loyal fan base. And the AWA crowd was a little bit absent. Uh, you could say that. That's, um, which that's was fine. disappointing because there was some good workers on the show. Oh, definitely. Including Chris Trance, who we had on earlier. Yep. Um, but there was obviously some issues with the promoting of the event, I guess. Yeah, yeah, whether it was uh, oversaturation of international talent coming out in such a short period of time or, you know, it was only promoted for a month. And only on Facebook. Yeah, I, I didn't see Facebook. much else going and around. Ticket prices were probably a little bit too high. Well, not having a child price. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, that, I know that, Tony, you brought your son to the yeah. show. And so it cost us $101 because we had to pay a $1 well, FPOS fee as well. Yeah, that, that, not, yeah. That's, that's too high for it. Even though it did have a lot of international talent on there, it's still too high. And then by the time we brought Dim Sims potato cakes and drinks, yeah, you well, that wasn't up. compulsory. Yeah, no, and no, it wasn't. No, that was forty. That's the fact worth. we had that dinner because we left home at four o'clock to make sure we got there by seven. <laughs> it did take a while to get there. Friday uh, night traffic is not Friday the best. night traffic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, with the the local product, like we've said before, it's booming. There was two phenomenal matches on the card: the main event, Selects versus uh, Sid Parker. That tore the house down. Uh, at the MCW event, so... And then there was a tag team match with uh, WA wrestlers, the Untouchables, versus the MCW Brat Pack. It started out as two heel tag teams, and then the crowd found its voice, and they tore the house down before intermission. So they're my two highlights. Well, um, my favourite wrestler, Indy Hartwell, she made a big challenge, didn't she? Oh, uh, yeah, she did. She, uh, I think it's July 21st, MCW 99... She's thrown out the challenge to Tennille Dashwood, uh, aka Emma from WWE. So I think, Brilliant. Yeah, well, she's they're not even on sale yet, but I'm pretty sure well she's already got I've, himself I'm, a ticket. Yeah, I'm in line. Yeah, I'm in line. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you knew that's his favourite wrestler. Uh, well, it is. Uh, she's impressive. And look, um, that's pretty much all we've got for today. I just wanted to thank everybody who's been listening. We're not going to be on next week. We're having a, a J moment. 
We're having a one. We're having a Jason, a Jay moment where we're just uh, Hollywooding you all. We'll go to his house and call someone else. Yes. Well, that's the plan. We're going to yes. have like a group phone conversation and talk about Roman Reigns. Mm. Uh, but can you not? I was planning to come into the studio next week. I can't oh, believe oh, it. Damn. Oh, my just goodness. Can't. We Wait. shouldn't have told him that we weren't here. <laughs> yeah. He could have come and just it's pressed Tony's buttons. <laughs> we'll be back the week after, though, folks. So we hope you enjoyed another episode of On the Turnbuckle, Welshie, Lyle. Yeah, hit us up on Facebook, On the Turnbuckle Australia. It's at On the Turnbuckle. Get on there. Take part in our polls. Uh, liaise with us. Make this your show. We'd love to hear from everybody. Good on you, Jay. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks' time, buddy. See you, guys. And that is another episode of On the Turnbuckle wrapped up and in the can right here on mypodcasthouse.com. Look forward to having you again in a couple of weeks' time. Talk to you then.